Hello, folks. This week, I deep dive into a primal punk world of RPG goodness, and I'm joined by Ben and Free as we take a look at what's exciting and new in the world of tabletop gaming. So sit back and relax, because your weekend starts now. Hello, guys. So we're back again for another fun-filled week of news and exciting things. I'm joined by Free and Ben. Oh, we've been left all alone. We're a little triumvirate. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Just a triangle this week, guys. Just <laughs> a little triangle. triangle. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? We don't, you know, we've got the important people here. We don't we've need got, them. We've got Ben. We're trusted. We're ben, trusted. Ben knows what's going on. He's the important one. When he's not here, there's about seven or eight of us desperately trying to <laughs> fill, fill the void ship uh, left by him. But we've uh, a few things to take a look at before we get cracked off with the show then. Yeah. Uh, so while the set week is running, if you've not been paying attention, oh, tisk tisk, uh, it is a spectacular survival cooperative arena horror pvp game pve game solo thing it does everything it's a big big box of fun that's um, what's written as jerry's quote on the back of the box is the... <laughs> you're absolutely right is um so it if you're unaware everything. of it yeah. uh, it had previously been on kickstarter and is now on game found uh, and throughout this week we've had interviews painted tutorials uh, let's plays. Uh, mm -hmm. The second half of of our survival mode uh, went out yesterday. Uh, it's brutal. It's brutal when you play it in hard mode. Let's put it like that. Uh, when you play it in regular form, it's not as terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, Still brutal. But, uh, yeah. They wanted you to suffer. Uh, same yes. Said, so. They, they yeah. really, really wanted us to suffer. Yeah. Uh, and if mode. you comment on any of the videos. Uh, for Wild Ascent Week, you have a chance to win one of several prizes. So we've got uh, two pledges um, from the current game found that's being run to be won. Uh, and you can also be in with a chance to win one of the original um, mm -hmm. Kickstarter core boxes. So it, it's going to be slightly different contents as far as the designs go and the material. It's uh, like a resin, but the yep. gameplay is exactly the same. And as you can see on GameFound, they are going great guns. So that is currently what they're aiming to uh, reprint. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the PVE double-sided uh, board. So on one side, you've got your survival cooperative mode or solo game where you're trying to tame the wilds. And on the other side, you've got the arena PVP version. So mm -hmm. there's about four different gameplay variants in that box. Lots of different lot. seeks to play as, yeah. and monsters to hunt, and all yeah. sorts of things. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's a spectacular, spectacular mm -hmm. game. And if you haven't seen uh, how terribly it punches me and Justin repeatedly in the face, <laughs> yeah. definitely go and have a Do look at that. Check it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so, I will also point out that the prizes themselves are pretty big deals. I guess mm. you'd say, like, so the the two different pledges that you can get from this current game found, there's one for $199 and there's one for $369 and there, two of the prizes hmm. that you could win. So if you like the look of the miniatures, you like the look of the gameplay after looking at the Let's Plays and stuff, then definitely 
uh, check the uh, check them out and drop some comments below Get on the World Sound Week videos. In. Yes, yeah. because some very nice goodies. Yeah, mm. so, you can explain exactly what we did wrong <laughs> as I start to twitch towards Just the end. Where going, it went wrong? But when? How are we not winning this? Oh no, it's going to murder us all in our beds. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's not the only one. We've got a bit of an Infinity Week coming up next week, mm. Ben. Yeah, so uh, you will hopefully have by now have seen the trailers that went out from uh, Culver's Belly this week mm-hmm. for Crimson Stone Week. Um, so this is going to be a new set that's coming out, which will be very, very interesting. Uh, more details to be revealed throughout next week. Uh, Corvus Belly are doing a whole host of different videos. So if you've seen some of their previous stuff, for the likes of Calstrom, for example, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, you'll be able to go and check those out. There's going to be unboxings. Uh, profile videos, tips, tactics, and there's even a demo game as well that's going to be coming out towards the end of the week as well. So go and check that out. If you're in the mood for some, let's just say, awesome new miniatures, maybe a little bit of Ariadne. I hear it's going to be super fantastic great. Super fantastic great. Super fantastic great. So yeah, definitely check that out next week. Crimson Stone Week is going to be hitting. Looks very, very cool. Spectacular. But now it's time for the most important part of the week. <laughs> this is Jerry's favourite part it's of the week. It's time for end of the week. Which I'm not going to scream because you know, <laughs> people don't need their eardrums ruptured. You should, just, you should start whispering it from now on. <laughs> oh, just go full your bike. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this end of the week is going to be a bit different. Once we were the peak of evolution, bending the laws of nature to our whim. But our legacy has been taken from us. This is the age of a new breed. The age of... Homodegenesis. But there will come a day when we have to sacrifice everything. Okay, so we're going to be diving into the world of Primal Punk, and it's okay. an RPG. Oh. So, Ooh. the game is called The Genesis. Okay. Right. And, and I'm going to do things a bit backwards um right. normally i would yeah. go here's everything that we're looking at uh and then finish off with like the shop and we've never done an rpg before as an indie i don't think so no, no. yeah but i'm going to start with the shop and there's a very good reason for it okay because okay. the books are spectacular oh my but days the, but the books are also the smallest part of it uh, okay. which will make more sense later on these are um, the very pinnacle of bespoke boutique publications. Right. They are absolutely gorgeous. These versions here are just limited edition uh, rebirth with different covers on them. Mm-hmm. Right. All hardback, all Stunning. illustrated throughout to the highest quality uh, and with a page count that would make any other 
RPG manufacturer blush. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, there are there are people wow. backed by hedge funds that can't can't afford to do this. <laughs> They've also this is currently pre-order. There's two art books. The pair of art books is sold out. Uh, if wow. you're buying them together, for very good reason, because each one was coming with an original piece of hand-drawn art by wow. the lead artist. Um, but so far, they've got the the main rules. They've got various um, supplementary books. So Artifacts nice. gives new expansion to uh, sort of equipment and the like. Then you've mm -hmm. got sort of actual trilogy-like uh, supplements where you've got your stories and the like in there. The big one they've just done is uh, Justition, which is a two-volume set about the main capital of one of the areas, um, which again, that's 600 odd pages in two hardback books and a slipcase. Wow. Stunning. Wow. And then you have these little pamphlet books. Right. Which range from um, sort of 24 to 32 pages, soft cover, but again, stunningly illustrated. Now, the reason I'm starting with the dull, here's what the books are. They're expensive, but they're beautiful, but is six <laughs> more vodka um, decided to go with a new business model, which is. Okay. They call it the uh, the roadmap. Right. So when you come to the Genesis website, you can have a look at things like the roadmap. And, uh, and essentially what it is, people can donate towards the publication of the next book. And these are all wow. little softbacky books. Okay. You don't have to. Some people donate on a regular basis. Some people do one-offs. But this is what their plan was for the start uh, from actually from May. They started this. Wow. This is what they wanted to produce this this year. So there'll be constant content coming out. So far, they've done the first five. I think Lex has just funded, and they're pushing on. So each of these is like maybe three to five thousand pound road. Maps. These are the little pamphlet the, the, ones. These are the little pamphlet ones. Yeah. Now, it's almost like a subscription service. Yeah. Where, you know, if you pay towards it, then these will be produced, and they're produced at high quality. Um, you yeah. don't have to. Because if other people have done it anyway, everything is available in its entirety for free on this website. Oh, every wow, okay. book I've wow. shown you, every book that's listed here. Um, obviously, if wow. people get involved and love it and want to help the company. Absolutely. But instead of doing those two big hardback volumes every two years with a ton of work and then nothing in between, or going to a Kickstarter and there'll be a lot of hype of going, we're going to do this book. And then there'd be nothing for, you know, a year, 18 months, and then you'd get mm. it. There's a constant, almost like episodic monthly adventure. And these are things like more information on specific clans, um, actual adventures or uh, city that. expansions. So, so it, it builds the depth and world. And there's already quite a lot here. So when you come across to, to Genesis, you can uh, sign up to the website. And you really should, because it's almost <laughs> overwhelming what is here. Uh, and I'll just yeah. actually, let me just do this. Oh, oh. When I first came here, <laughs> when I was told to Get come serious. here, and I, I was told, you should have a look at this RPG. I think it's right up your street. So I did so. And it was like, oh my God, and started clicking on things and soon got lost and overwhelmed because there's years Tons worth of material there. When you sign up to the website, you get a little... Email comes back from the guys at uh, Six More Vodka, and they go, 
oh, we're really impressed that you've signed up. We'd love to know why you've signed up, how you found us, whatever. You can reply to the email or not. It's up to you. And then they go, we're going to send you some emails, but we don't mind. And like the next day, you get an email going, here are some stories that are kind of primer reading. Okay. Um, and then it will take you straight to them. And then here, here's one about the history, and it will take you to the history. Mm-hmm. And over the space of like a week, that's you know, fantastic. Six emails gently guiding you through. That's cool. Um, yeah. Which is really, really important because I'm going to start going in and showing you some of the stuff that's on. <laughs> and we won't be able to show you all of the stuff that's on this no. website because I will be here forever. <laughs> um, so, dropping into, we'll start with the history. It's called Primal Punk. Um, because it's set in not the apocalypse. The apocalypse has happened. Uh, This is what humanity has recreated out of the ashes. This is the new society, and it's in the uh, 26th century. You can go to this part uh, in the history section, and you get a timeline. Wow. Starting with the the apocalypse happens in 2078, I think. Um, But it tells you, you know, three decades before the apocalypse, what happens, where it's going to. Incredible. Now, it also tells you things like, where do you find out this information? Well, this is in the Genesis Rebirth, <laughs> wow. so that's the core rule. But then you also get things like here, uh, when the Mongolians from the Kazakh Republic joined China in 2045, started an avalanche of alliances, blah, 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 blah. Cause 2045 alliances, which if you hover over, it gives you that and effect 2050. So throughout this, when you're going through you can go, well, what caused this and hover wow. over? And so you don't have to go back a millennia. The, the whole idea Six More Vodka had when they were launching it free to play was that thegenesis.com would be a one-stop shop from character creation all the way through. It's a tool for GMs as much as it is a, That's just incredible. a, a web store. You don't have to go hunting in individual no. publications for stuff. It's all no, you, just you can, on that one page. You can find all here, and it tells you things like the various cults and, wow. um, and factions that are in here. So I'm not going to keep you in a timeline because timelines are dull. <laughs> uh, They're pretty cool. But we'll, we'll have a look at the map, and the map will explain slightly more what's going on with the world. I do like a good map. Oh, I, I love like a map. map. The maps are amazing. <laughs> so, so this is what the world has become in um, in the 26th century. Are we, are we a wasteland to the north? Then, oh yeah, we are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good, good, good news. <laughs> for Dal- part, part of Franca now, but good news for um, the kingdom of Dalriada. Uh, it's currently oh, joined really? up again. So, Scotland and Northern Ireland are once again <laughs> combined. Um, but to give you an idea of how we got to here, if I scroll in slightly. Wow. Oh man, that's These amazing! Orange things mark yeah. impact craters from a meteor storm or an asteroid storm that hit the Earth in the 2078, okay. uh, and with it came obviously destruction and and change, uh, right. nuclear winter, all the rest of it. Everything sort of hits in and changes the topography, wiping out the world. But the reason these are still marked off is in those meteors, in those asteroids was like an alien DNA called the primer that combined and the, the little trailer I showed you guys and if if you want to go and see it, it's on YouTube if we haven't included it here. That monster is somebody who over time has, has had his DNA rewritten by the primer oh. and they've, they've evolved. So Homo degenesis is huh. a new branch of humanity that right. has come wow. from this. So you can see in some cases it's more prevalent than others. Uh-huh. 
some places were completely untouched. So Africa, as far as I believe, and I've only started getting into this, so I haven't been able to go through it all yet. Right. There are no craters in Africa. And the the cooling of the planet returned you know, uh, the deserts to greenery and a verdant land. So Africa has kind of thrived. I was going to say, it's a bit wetter now, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they, they don't have to deal with the fact that, you know, massive plague pits this of degenerated humans uh, exist within their boundaries. Um, over here, you can see, you can go in and explore things like the cults that exist. So oh, the cults man. of the various factions. Wow. Major cities. Um, so you can go and have a look at Algier and it will tell you who's kicking about there if there's more detail on it so you can get the actual um breakdown of population and mm -hmm. all of this that is, this is more impressive than any maps that actually really exist of places this is genuinely <laughs> unbelievable yeah, yeah it, it's i mean let's have a look at borka actually it's um just as a as a gm and a, oh, I'm yeah. a G player myself. Yeah. This is a wealth of information you can buy in some cases. Yeah. Uh, and this, I mean, there's Justition, which has just been um, written, essentially. Mm -hmm. So you get the maps within Justition itself, wow. um, which are from the the book. So you can get these and you can zoom right in on them and see the various areas. Mm. This is blowing my mind that this is free. Hmm. Mm. The thing that's uh, like I mentioned how maps are useful, but like I didn't really explain like maps are incredibly useful when it comes to anything to do with role playing because mm -hmm. the, instead of the GM having to be like um, there's all these different places blah, 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 uh, and then go through them one by one explain to you like you can just set the maps down in front of people and be like you live in this world so you know this yeah yeah so here are the things you can go and explore. And so that means that there's a lot more player agency because you can see all these different places and you, and you get that thing of, you know, like when you look at old, like ancient maps and you're like, Ooh, I wonder what's there or yeah. here be dragons kind of thing. You get that vibe from all this stuff. And because of it being, I guess, this kind of like post post apocalyptic world as well, yes. you could almost make this part of the part of the, the game experience. Mm -hmm. So have this on like an iPad or something. I don't know what the technology levels are like and stuff in the world, but like you have that there and it's like, oh, cool. Now we can actually just look at this on the table in front of Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. Well, so, some of it comes down to the cultures as to what technology right. level they're at. Right. Um, like I say, I haven't had a chance to, to blast into everything yet. Mm -hmm. well, but, there is a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there is an awful, awful lot. Um, but within the, the various cultures, there's also... Um, cults mm -hmm. Brilliant. i want to find there they are there so i don't know if you're aware switzerland have a plan for world war three which is they blow all of the bridges leading into switzerland right and isolate themselves and stay out of it <laughs> i mean when, that sounds like a plan and when things went wrong they did just that so the helvetics um are are sort of very hard sci-fi Right. Compared to a lot of the other things you'll see where it is more, you know, degenerated, lived in universe. These guys, they didn't have to worry about their technology completely dying out on them. At least that's mm -hmm. that's what I've got for my initial impression. I could be wrong in there. But um, like I say, there is quite a lot to get through. The the wow. the, the core rule book is is uh, split into two books and it's about mm -hmm. seven hundred pages. <laughs> wow. The first the first three hundred page rule book is just background. 
the second one is That's more background. I mean, you do need that if you're making a new world, I guess. Yes. So, yeah. mm. Mm. Um, but you can you can see that they are very <sighs> different compared to this battalion we've seen yeah, in, yeah. in the trailer mm. where he's he's more sort of grungy and yeah, just yeah. with a gas mask on. Um, so there's a, this whole... See, this is... In the trailer, in comparison to this, this is too completely, as you said, the gas mask, the sword, the, it seemed a lot more rustic from the faction mm. that was in the trailer, mm. whereas this is a lot more developed. So when you see all the different factions and how they're each individually different, had thrived throughout what had happened, it's fascinating. Mm. Horses. Yeah. You've got your cowboys. <laughs> You've got your judges. Uh, Hammer of Justice bringing things down. And it's important, to, I suppose, to, to let people know even though it is a society rebuilt and people have gone into various different ways, it's not like often you'll see with post-apocalyptic games, uh, the Eagle state and Neo red block. And, you know, it's all pretty much today's countries just mm -hmm. changed over. Um, with this, in many cases, the, the people tilling the fields, this is all they've ever known. It's you know five six hundred years later. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. don't they don't know there was a, a previous civilization, or maybe they do, but they don't know anything about it. So people aren't attempting to recreate old yeah, yeah nationalities yeah. and boundaries. This is the world yeah. that exists no, as it is, and, and it, some it, people some it, people may have yeah. more information about what went on before. Yeah, in many ways, that's almost like a myth as we see like the ancient world now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. What it is to them, kind of thing in a way. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Story-wise, there are quite a lot of stories. Like I said, when you get that little initial email going, there's some essential reading, um, and it points in the direction of some of them. And they're they're quite short stories. Other ones are a bit more involved. Um, there's, I think, three or four that are narrated, so you can read the story, or you can just hear, and it's 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 good, you know, like audio book style of narration. It's it's mm. beautifully presented because everything they've done here is to make it the best they can make it. Um, mm. I've got to say, like, we talked a lot about the, like, there's lots of writing and stuff, but the yeah. artwork is fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. The, like, the <sighs> Marco, um, who's one of the, the driving forces behind Six More Vodka and the co-creator of, of, right. uh, yeah. of the Genesis, um, Six More Vodka, before they started focusing on the Genesis, were, was a concept art house. Okay. A, a team oh, right. Artists doing stuff for League of Legends and um, oh, right. uh, <laughs> something rune. Well, I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, they've, they've, they've done <laughs> something rune. Something yeah. rune. It's yeah. like L O R, so it's not, it's, yeah, something of. It's going to yeah, come could, to you it, at it three in the morning. It won't, it won't come to me at all. Anyway, Mark, but he's also done um, cover art for Marvel. Wow. Like that, you know, so so you can go into icons. Icons are people. Beautiful. You can then split it down. So if you want to give your characters the idea of, you know, what a chronicler looks like, mm -hmm. and then you can also drag them out from specific places, and then you'll get these pieces of art that you can then, you know, share with your, your party. Um, if they are people of note, icons, they'll also tell you the ranks within the society where they operate uh, so you can you can also where they are in. on the map as well yeah. just so, so you can you can plan it into your campaigns and games um but there is so much this is just the universe tab 
um, within the, the uh-huh. Genesis website. Um, you can also okay. have a look at, I just go back to main page so you can see there's the universe, that's the cults, the icons, the world map. Mm-hmm. Into the download sections, you've got your books, the roadmap itself, so you can see what's coming, what's on its way, multimedia, maps, uh, awesome stuff. <laughs> Wallpapers, yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. Do it yourself or downloads. Okay. If you want to make stuff for your own campaign, that map wow. app, that uh, which I won't download now. That's about, <laughs> that's about one point five gig of maps for you to use. No way. They're all PNG files, so you can use things like Photoshop yeah. or GIMP or Photo P or whatever you want to to work on them yourself. They are very much about giving all of the resources to the player base to do whatever they need to do to play this game out. So wow. you can see the character sheets and the like. It's all there. What is the system that backs uh, it oh, up yeah, mechanically? It's, it's a D6 system. In fact, if I okay. bring up the... I believe it's in here. Oh, also, they're, <laughs> awesome stuff. they're a big fan of uh, black, gold, and red as being the covers. I can like tell. That, that is not going to be a printer-friendly nope. picture. <laughs> no. But, there is, the, um, but they are working, it over. They're working on... Um, <laughs> They're working on a Foundry VTT oh, right, yeah, version okay. at the moment yeah. uh, for people to play it there. But if I go, there's the rebirth character sheet, and then zoom in. You can really get everything, can't you? Oh, yeah. it's You, you need not go anywhere else. This is your home forever. Wow. Uh, you've played World of Darkness. Ben. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. This so is dice based. pool based. So yeah. this is dice pool based, but based on a D6 rather than a D10. Okay. So every dot is a dice mm-hmm. uh, with a maximum of 12 dice, I believe, is what you're ever going to be mm-hmm. rolling. Um, beyond that, I don't know because I haven't even cracked open the spine <laughs> on, the, on the mechanics book because I'm still uh, trying to drag my way through uh, the rest of it. But you can gotta see Got to start somewhere. It does look... Um, I was going to say it has very shade, lots of shades of what the darkness about yeah. it. Um, the thing that I quite like about dice pool systems as well is that it encourages a bit more sort of like narrative-based mm. mechanical play. Obviously, I don't know too much about the rules. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it. This was Jerry's secret thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I refused to. I refused he did. To let he anybody see it? Uh, but I, I'm a big fan of dice pool-based games. Uh, I think they 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 add a lot more nuance mm-hmm. to things. Uh, and this get definitely this, well, this world seems definitely one that's based on nuance. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot to it. So. I get a lot of Destiny vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um. But these are just yeah. cool wallpapers that you can have depending on your cult or faction of choice. Very nice for your tabletop. Again, Beautiful. they have so much artwork. Yeah, so much. Turn um, those into. Uh, Little dice trays, <laughs> those oh, yeah. little fa- those little fabric dice trays, and then roll them that's in those. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's one free for you. Uh, so what's the new category yeah. appear in a minute? <laughs> Turn those into dice trays. Away you go. Wow. I mean, wow. Oh well, there's the, there's the trailers we're talking about. So you can see these on YouTube as well. Sacrifice everything is the little teaser. It's nice. The launch trailer is about mm, three or four minutes long. Nice. The land is stunning. And they really, they, those two will give you a real idea of what the world is all about. The other trailers are teasers for books, or they even do like a little making of type of thing. Nice. Um, very much a labor of love. Isn't it, it very yeah. much is. So so then there's the audio files as well. So those are the the stories. So nice. You and Jackal's Prophecy. Um but when you go to the story section, they all also, beside the, the written text, it has a little uh, 
play button, button just to you just let it play. Yeah. Legends of Runeterra. That's the game. By yeah, I know that now, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, because it was killing me. It was absolutely yeah. <laughs> I told you it comes to Nothing you. to do with exactly with the no, no, but no, yeah. No, no, none of that to do, but I, I could not have let that go on. <laughs> no. it, it would have it would absolutely killed me. Um, there's also, now you need to be signed up, but signing up is free. Um, yeah. But you can... Oh. You can do um, character creation stuff in here as well because there's mm. there's a substantial amount given over to the character creation because it is yeah. a, a world with its own cultures and factions. I think that, I think I, I think that I really appreciate with what they've done here is that like whenever it comes to a lot of new role playing games, especially ones that are creating their own new world, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it can be quite hard to wrap your head around it. Um, like for example, I I I would be fascinated to sit somebody down in front of like the world of Warhammer, the old world mm. and be like, there's a lot to explain <laughs> to you, <laughs> but because the Genesis is based partly within our own mm. existence. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have anchors for players mm. to latch onto because you'd be like, Oh, this it's a bit like old Germany or this a bit like France, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and then you tie in all the other stuff and they they get I, I think there'll be less of a barrier to entry with something like this and additionally to that because they've made a lot of this stuff very accessible mm-hmm. it means that it's not like one of those things where the gm has to go uh you could be like ah no just click that button and you'll see everything you need to know about that <laughs> which is which is cool where do you, where do you come uh, from free um i'm looking at either pollen Mm-hmm. Or, or is it Perge? Perge? Perge sounds good to me, Perger? yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which one? Well, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, we'll, we'll go We're making you a character now. <laughs> yeah. just, just to show people how, how this works, because it's relatively simple. The minute you pick that, it starts filling in some of your details. Wow. Nice. Then you can go in and you can choose your concept. Wow. This is so slick. <laughs> it really is for character creation as well. Mm. Uh Hmm. I kind of, I kind of feel like you might be a mediator. Of I was just about to say, I'm more than likely a mediator, that or a <laughs> healer of some kind. You know, <laughs> go, we'll go healer. And so that ties into oh, your yeah, sort well, of like core attribute and whatever yeah, stats and start you taking you, stuff, your yeah. ego spore infestation. So that that primer, the DNA, alien DNA mm-hmm. thing, is is um, comes through the spore infestation. Yeah. So very cool. Want to get that? Then we get to choose your cult. So, again, each of these. These are cool, aren't they? I mean, I've never seen a game like it. Well, there I've seen a of games yeah. like it, but I've never seen it done to this level and by a mm. small indie company. Very much so. Yeah. It, it was just. Let's go, Clanners, Rulers of the Wasteland. Sure. <laughs> go on. <laughs> they need a healer. <laughs> oh, and then after that, you get to spend your points within things. Yeah. It tells you what. Combination like 10 points on attributes, 28 on skills. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can look in there and say, well, if I'm going to do crafting, it's a combination of agility, mm. decks, or charisma and arts mm. for forging. And, it is very uh, World of Darkness yeah, in that respect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which, which yeah. is excellent because the reason World of Darkness was so successful was the mechanics didn't overwhelm. So pliable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with this. Yeah. Uh, it's all about getting people playing with a, a a light touch system that yeah. allows them to explore the world within it. Then you just start going, oh, I'm going to have 
all the points teaming and maybe something <laughs> and dub, you know, whatever. You just start <laughs> chucking them in there. And when you're done and dusted, yeah. you have your character sheet that you can then That's br- That's brilliant. The second half is all about where you fit in society. So your rank wow. tells people, and when you meet other characters or NPCs, their ranks, you know, will let them know where you are in comparison. So sometimes if you're trying to intimidate no. or talk down to people, uh, it turns out they're like king of the village and other <laughs> games, it's like, you know, because you don't know where you fit within your societal structure. Here yeah. you do. Um, and then, you know, the, the legacies to allow you to flesh out your actual skills, abilities, and also your character. So Amazing. how they behave, how they um, just, yeah. Just this everything. is quite the character the end, builder. Then at the end, you just save it to your profile, and that's your, your character built. And you, nice. got it. you can either print it out um, using all of the ink and a gold Sharpie, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you don't have to do that. Um, was it, what do they call it when you backwards the colours? What was it called? Invert. Yeah, negative. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Just do that, and then it will yeah. come out in blue and white. <laughs> <laughs> That'll still look nice, I think. <laughs> very much yeah. so. Very much yeah. so. Wow. Um, the wow, community wow, wow. section. Yeah, so uh, have they got quite an established community already? They, they've got an incredibly established community. So the game itself is 20 years old now. Wow. It had, a, it had a, a release that didn't really go anywhere. Then it had a, a re-release where the, the guy contacted Marco and went, can you do the artwork? And, and the art brought people in. And it's one of the reasons why people think it's the pretty game. Um then they they sort of did a, a new edition in 2014 which is the rebirth mm-hmm. edition which is mm-hmm. what we're looking at but this year either well say this year maybe late last year they decided to go for this free-to-play model and then launch the website in may this year with the roadmap and everything else so so this is still the second edition but they've got six years worth of of the previous sort of game behind them mm-hmm. um they have the official discord which like i say definitely join up although there's a lot of stuff in there and they're they're very 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 active um that's incredible so when you open it and it's just like every box has got little text beside it because people are chatting all the time but you can go in there and find people to tap, help you out with the game or just chat and they do various bits and bobs with the the, the guys from six more vodka are incredibly incredibly active on it um so you'll constantly see them chatting away in the background and it means they can go through this and work with community and the community can give feedback in almost real time. And also you've got that continuous growth because they're bringing more people in and then mm-hmm. finding people like me and going, you should really have a look at this. <laughs> um, because they, this Looking is, people in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once, and once you're hooked, I mean, I it's think, all there and it's all available. Yeah. And, I mean, if what's, you want to support it, you can. What's blown my mind is from an indie game, for mm. an indie publisher, as it were, I'm just gonna you kind of, I, I anticipate getting involved with kind of something that is really, really, really indie because you don't know where it's going. You don't know, especially if you're becoming immersed in a world as big as this, the roadmap mm. helps because mm. you can see if I get immersed into this world, there is so much content already going out and I don't need to drop out at any point or yeah. it's not going to fizzle out unless content will eventually come out. They've got everything to kind of want to commit you to it mm. and everything that you need there available to download. You don't need to buy into the books. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And this is one of the big draws for me um, because they're still working on those massive tomes, but there'll be one coming next year that they've been working on. But it means they're not radio silent. You you don't get a book and then the publisher vanishes while they have mm. to work on their next one yeah. um, with their team. 
but you can you can sort of jump in and explore the world and uh the way i put it because uh, i got a chance to talk to some of the guys was it's like you get your marvel film mm-hmm. and then you get right. the interconnecting tv series yeah it goes on yeah. week by week or month by month and then you get another big blockbuster film um mm-hmm. uh, and it just sort of feeds through like that and as you can see they've got <laughs> there, there he is again plenty to be going on with I've just been blown away so much so that I mm. immediately went and bought not the biggest book I could find, <laughs> but certainly certainly one of them. Because uh, as nice as I mean, all the I love the fact that it's all digital and all available and all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not great at reading stuff on screens, as people may be aware. I'm, I'm very old and crusty. There's so I, nothing. I love having the book. Yeah, there's nothing like having a hard copy in your hands. I yeah. feel that way. as much as I love like stuff like Audible. I love a book. Hmm. I love a book and I agree with you. I think the hardback is stunning. But so. here here are the downloads then. So for people who are wanting to see and, and possibly get involved, mm. there is the core books for the Genesis. So 700 pages. There's the three volume campaign book set. Amazing. Artifacts, which is your rules expansion and does in-depth character building and stuff in there. Uh, just in the two books set and then these are the ones being unlocked via the roadmap so these are your little sort of 24 to 32 page books so yeah they've got new mancers uh, so lex isn't isn't up here yet uh last watch clans of the moloch Homeway, and then others so you know if you want to download some art books go nuts if you want stuff <laughs> you drop onto your table and tell people what they're looking at then that is all available i know they've just mentioned the word movie pitch there it, i i this is the kind of world that i would definitely see turn up on like netflix or amazon oh yeah it's funny you right. say that <laughs> they pitched to netflix no way and netflix went nah why do we want to do this go away we'll there's a whole something world terrible created instead you know yeah, yeah, I'm right. fairly sure there's a show on Netflix, which is a German TV show, which is set in a post-apocalyptic world right. in Europe, Europa or something. I think yeah, it's called. Uh, uh, weirdly, yeah. Marco referenced that. Yeah. They, they turned yeah. him down, and then like a year later, commissioned. They that. made that. Yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at, it, I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. so, there you go. So Amazon can take it instead. Then there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my indie of the week that I've been teasing you with. That's really mean, awesome. I mean, yeah. you blow my mind, and I can see why you were so excited about it for a while. Jerry's been hiding this gold mine from us for about a week. He like has, he's had yeah. this planned. I've, so I've, I got the books a month ago, um, and I was so blown away that I, I reached out to the uh, the creators, um, and so I've got to interview them. So at some point in the next few weeks, you'll see cool. an interview with uh, Marco and Erwin about the company and their decision to go to this free to play model, mm-hmm. and then and this was just great. They're one of their editors mm-hmm. slash writers lives half an hour from the studio in Korean. <laughs> right. No way. And I was like, fancy coming down and bring some books and talking about it. I was like, yeah. So there'll also be an interview with Liam where Amazing. we just talk about the story and, and the books and cool. what people can do to get involved in it. And uh, mm-hmm. I went, you know, if you ever feel like coming back and running a one shot for us. Oh yeah. So that may be on the cards as yeah. well. We may, may get a little playthrough of the Genesis at some oh, point. Right. Uh, well, you know, with the system as easy as that, from what we can see anyway, to dive into yeah, it in a really yeah. nice world, I'd love to love to give it a go. Yeah, sounds sure. cool. Mm-hmm. So there we go, folks. Uh, 
visit thegenesis.com, get sucked into the world like I did. <laughs> one of us, get lost. one of us. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to take a quick swish and then we'll be right back with the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs> so back with some news and we're starting off with a little bit of historical stuff to begin with. Uh, we are heading to uh, the game of Test of Honor from Grey for Now Games, uh, who have put together a new war band of miniatures for their 28mm Japanese inspired war game uh, set during the Sen Sengoku period and just before that as well. Uh, with the expansions and stuff, which is pretty awesome. Uh, their newest warband uh, is a warband of samurai. Uh, so this has kind of been done as um, like a very good entry point to uh, the game of Test of Honor. Um, so this is a very balanced force which comes with your sort of samurai heroes in there as well. And then you've got your Ashigaru with the spears and bows and stuff as well, which is pretty neat. Um, of course, all of these different sets come with all the additional cards you need in order to play with them, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Test of Honor has gone through a little bit of a sort of like revitalization over the last couple of years, I'd say. And they've been doing some really nice stuff for this. Really, really cool miniatures um, for this one. Every time I see this and I see people in the comments being like, these miniatures are too good. I am going to have to buy Test of Honor at some point. So <laughs> I think that's definitely the case. Uh, they've also done couple of additional sets as you can see there so they had the ashigaru with spears and then the ashigaru with uh, bows and muskets as well uh, and they've also got with some like neat formations in there so uh, based on the sort of fighting styles of the period where the bowmen actually watch over the guys using the uh, the muskets and stuff mm -hmm. uh, because obviously they, they took a lot longer to fire and so you'd have the bowmen watching out for them before they could prepare them and stuff so if you want to go like full nobunaga oda and stuff <laughs> then you can definitely do that although i've just got that knowledge from samurai warriors the video game so don't take it as red that... so... <laughs> <laughs> we would also have accepted knowledge Tom Cruise <laughs> as, a, the last samurai, yeah. as a historical resource for that one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's terrific stuff from Great for Now Games. Very much so. Incredible, yeah. 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 Uh, I just want to point out as well, just a little sneaky thing to just add to the end of this for Great for Now Games. They're also working with one of our favourites, uh, War Games Atlantic, on some plastic kits for 0200 Hours, which is their nice. new World War II skirmish game. So watch yeah. out for more on that. They've previewed that German sentries are the first set and then more coming soon. They have. I'm thinking commandos. Maybe. We'll see. Well, they've already got the partisans, and if you want to know more, you can go to their Facebook group and sign mm -hmm. up to get involved in the play test because it's yep. all going to be about mm -hmm. uh, secret actions in the uh, very, very cool indeed. So, yeah. yeah, excellent. Uh, sticking with a little bit of historical. But mixing in a little bit of the mythical at the same time, uh, we've got some stuff from Footsaw Miniatures and Games. Yeah. Uh, that's their full title now. <laughs> uh, they have some new releases for Mortal Gods. We'll start with the mythological uh, mm -hmm. because they have created four new characters for you to use in your games. Nice. So you've got Orpheus, who, less known for his skill with the sword, but more for his skills with the lyre, uh, will be able to stop the enemies in their tracks and confuse and confuddle them. Uh, you've also got Atlante, uh, who comes in with her bow and arrows, and she's also very good at inspiring the troops around her, which is very cool indeed. Mm -hmm. You've also then got Perseus, the oh. most heroic of heroes before Heracles came along. <laughs> uh, so if you want to throw Perseus into your games, looking very awesome. Go hunt down some Gorgons, slay a Medusa. Uh, and then you've also got 
Heracles there, who <laughs> then almost supplanted Perseus as like the greatest hero, uh, who looks like he's going, ah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Don't come near me. <laughs> Someone's about to get yeah. clubbing. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously they're wrapped, as you can see in the, the cloak of the lion that he defeated. Uh, and uh, yeah, looking very awesome with his big club, as you tend to see in a lot of the kind of artwork for Heracles there. He's actually like, a lot of these miniatures are sort of like 32 mil Mm-hmm. Uh, scale, so they're meant to be slightly bigger because obviously they're heroic figures. Yeah, yeah. Heracles comes in around like forty-four millimeters. Wow, he's just huge, obviously, because it's, Her- it's Heracles, Heracles. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, him. a lot of that's made up from lion head on top. Well, so yes, he's, he's that, cheating in that respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's when you got measure the, eye the, level, the do you measure to the yeah. human or to the well, lion? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. very true. Uh, as well as that, for those people that are interested in uh, the more historical side of things, and of course, you can use these in the sort of mytholo- mythological mortal gods mythic stuff mm-hmm. uh, you also got the new egyptian marines to fight alongside the persians uh, and then you've also got some greek slingers as well in that set um so yeah lots of interesting stuff there for people who are fans of mortal gods they also previewed i think it was last week that they've also added a new uh, scythed chariot into the mix as well um, so you mm, want to go pick Persian up, chariot. You do that too. Yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah very cool stuff there for the guys at yeah. <laughs> you do read my news. <laughs> do, of course I read the news. Where else the would news. I be if I wasn't reading the exactly. news? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have some very cool stuff coming from a collaboration between Novak Dawn Studios, uh, mm-hmm. which is a Romanian uh, company, and CreatureCaster. Now, a lot of people will know CreatureCaster for doing big massive resin monsters, demons, and all sorts of different things. I'm fairly sure we looked at them on a on a Indie of the Week at some point. Uh, but Novak Dawn have decided to create a set of werewolves. I freaking love werewolves. If only Warren was here to share in my love. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is based on the folklore of their country, Romania, yeah. and also the Dacian wolf cult and stuff like that. <sighs> but this has also been twisted in with what they've called the Untamed Fairy Tales series. Uh, so this is going to be a whole range of 32 millimeter miniatures produced in resin uh, for you to paint using your role-playing games, whatever you might want to do. Um, leading this is the miniature you see there, which is the wolf, sort of eponymous wolf from sort of like a Red Riding Hood and that kind of thing. Uh, and looking very cool indeed, broken free of the stocks that have been trying to chain him down, stuck with swords and all sorts. So there's plenty of heroes that have already tried to kill him, uh, looking very, very cool. Um, he is then joined by, I think it's like four or five extra werewolves, all in different styles uh, to give you the idea of maybe people that he's bitten and turned into werewolves and that kind of thing uh, for you to use in your games. As someone who loves the world of darkness and has always liked the idea of painting up the player characters to use in that, I really like the look of these different werewolves because I think they've done a really good job on them. Uh, and it'd be really awesome to do them up in the sort of like uh, the paint schemes that my friends would like enjoy and stuff. I would like that there's a nice mix of different styles of werewolf in there so you've got the slightly more gangly ones as you can see there and then you've got the sort of, as well yeah, yeah yeah and then you've also got like the big hunched over muscular versions of them so maybe you're making like something like a red talent in world of darkness and world mm. of the apocalypse that would be very very cool for that um but yeah stunning stuff from them these will be available from creature caster i think pre-order start in july so now uh, <laughs> so you'll be able to go and pick those up uh, very very soon from the web store and as i say I this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what novak dawn are doing yeah they will be doing loads loads more for the untamed fairy tales in the future as well i'm really excited to see what great. untamed go on jerry <laughs> no i was just gonna say the guy in the, the base doesn't look particularly great no oh. I, I think he's 
I think he's been bisected in many yeah, ways. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm quite excited to see what other fairy tale kind of collaborations yeah. they're going to yeah. do. That, yeah, as I say, that's really exciting because yeah. it's kind of sweet but dark. Yeah, what I am, yeah. you know. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> yeah. but sweet but dark. Um, yeah. But that's the kind of miniatures games and kind of board games and the theme that I usually take to, like kind of the fairy tale, but the grim dark yeah. involved in it. And I'm quite interested to see what's going to be coming up from these Fairly certain we're going to see vampires. Yes, well, as I say, Romania is their country yes. as well. So, yeah, uh, it'll be very cool to see what they do with this. I, as uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool seeing that kind of Romanian sort of Eastern European style twist. Yes. It'll be very cool. So, yeah. Reminds me of, uh, oh, Underworld mm, 12D, where, <laughs> where you had the, the the two sons, the two. Oh, yeah, members, yeah, yeah. It was like the third uh, one. And the, he just, he was the first werewolf and he couldn't turn yes. back. Yeah, oh, I can't remember what Corvinus he was, but he Man. was one. And they start off with a whole bunch of vampires attempting to subdue him, chain him, bolts, chains, everything into him. And that sort of, yeah. Was he the one played by Michael, Michael Sheen? Not Michael Sheen. Ma- yeah, Michael Sheen. Ma- Mike, no, that was um, no, Martin Lucian. Sheen? Lu- oh, he, Lu- the first, oh, okay, he was, right, he was right, much yeah. further down the generations right, when it got okay. to Lucian. But yeah. the, the original werewolf from that couldn't right. turn back into a man he was just pure rage wow uh, is it well that, that is a red ta- that's a red talent man that's yeah. definitely a red talent gone full chronos chronos <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic way to go oh, yeah. but yeah they look superb and it will be fascinating to see what comes next from them Mm-hmm. So free. Where are we going now? Then we're, we're where we're going. We're in time. We're heading back through in time with two of the '90s most iconic <laughs> characters. So the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff are heading oh. up their own card game from WizKids. Um, <laughs> players will not be headed to the lovely mansion in Bel Air. No. no, no, no. They're going to be heading to the streets of Philly to reinstate their reputation and prove to be the coolest of cool against the street urchins of Philly. Philadelphia in summertime, which I'm quite excited for. So every time I hear the word summertime, I do genuinely want to hear the song. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. It's in everybody's head now. Anyway. I know. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry, but two to four players are going to get their chance to prove to be the coolest in all of the street dwellers. So in turns, they're going to play cards to achieve cool points. So traveling to different locations and prove just how awesome you really are. So you draft action cards, energy cards, boost cards, and players will just be maxing and relaxing through the fast-paced, fun, and light-hearted card game. So it takes roughly about 20 minutes to play. It's featured two to four players, so it's a step into nostalgia. And to be honest, it's a great laughter game. It's a quick one. So in between like heavy campaign-style games and board games tonight. So I tend to play something like Root, and if I'll have a cheeky game of Flux like in between just to kind of give my brain a little bit of a cleanser <laughs> so this i think would work quite nicely um for me but keeping the reputation in mind players will uh, need to keep an eye on their vibe matching their cards to different locations when they're visiting so whether you're chilling or buzzing or whatever it might be the more that you match cool points the more you earn and the coolest person truly does win the game so if you generally think you're the coolest out of all your friends you might be wrong after playing Put to the test you might be, yeah. you might be, that, so. that is all of the colors 
That is it's <laughs> nine cheese, isn't it? It's it's prime All nine cheese. I pretty, feel I'm yeah. pretty sure I had a pair of uh bottoms in that design. <laughs> if you yeah. still have them, I want them, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. You know those those awesome, remember in the nineties when everything was made out of that material that it, oh, yeah. when anybody went near us it ignited and yeah. just burn off you in like twenty <laughs> seconds. It's just yeah. You know, that that type of stuff. The cards was... look like they're from the Saved by the Bell entry music. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yes. Um, they really yeah. do hit the nostalgia. So the release date is literally just around the corner. It's coming out this month. So if you're keen on heading back to the 90s and feeling the vibe to head to the streets of Philly and becoming the coolest of the cool <laughs> with Will and Jazz. It's, probably it's really strange it. because there were pictures of Will Smith recently looking not dissimilar to Uncle Phil. Oh, I know. On a beach. <laughs> And we looked at that and went, you know what they need to do? Go on. A new series of Fresh Prince, but it's him having grown up with his family in Bel Air and him taking his son, Jaden, back to Philly. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. And him being an almost like Carlton character, (laughs) too posh for the streets. Yeah. As as dad desperately tries to get him to reconnect with the Mm. the rest of the family where they came from. Because it just seems I'd love to see that. And let's face it. Will yeah. Will's always good. Uh, Jaden less so. Jaden's generally terrible. But... He could definitely do with the work. Yes, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. and I imagine I imagine his dad wouldn't be adverse to throwing him a bone yeah. with no the way, way the career is going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic stuff. I'm, I'm all for yeah. that. So where are we off to then? Uh, so next up, we're heading uh, back to um, sort of historical, but with a little bit of fantasy mixed in there as well, uh, for uh, Warlord Games' Mythic Americas, uh, actually by Mythicos as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. so this is a new faction added into Mythic Americas, uh, so you'll now be able to play as the Incas uh, with a new starter force that comes with uh, all the kind of like tropes that you need in the starter force. And then you have the epic Condor Riders, as you see there. Yeah. Um, why run around when you can fly on a condor and shoot your enemies from above, I think is the, the way to go. Uh, really awesome new sculpts for this one. Uh, all of them are going to be uh, sort of come together to sort of join the rest of the Mythic Americas uh, collection. Uh, so you've got Aztecs and Mayans and all sorts of different things in there as well. Uh, and again, obviously, they've sort of gone with that kind of historical look and feel to all of the sort of like standard troops. And then they sort of turn things up a notch with a lot of the fantastical stuff as well, if you wanted to throw that into the mixes uh, too. You also then got uh, two additional sets. So you've got the Inca Oracle set and then the Inca Inti High Priest set as well, uh, which will give you a couple more options when it comes to building your armies. Uh, the sort of basis of the game uh, is uh, surrounds Warlords of Erewhon. So if you've played that game and you want to take off in a slightly different direction, then obviously you've got Mythic Americas here that you can dive into. Um, finishing things off for the Incas, you've also got a big monstrous creature because what would be a fantasy game without big monstrous creatures. Mm-hmm. So you've got the Mara. So if you like the idea of snakes slithering their way out of temples to hunt down interlopers, then you can throw one of those in as well. Snakes, why did it have to be snakes, as they say? That so, yeah. is an absolute <laughs> beast. Yes. That would be a lot of fun to paint. Mm. Yep. Uh, and... Make sure you put the, the actual sort of ruin with the snake on it at the right side, of, well, the right position on the base, because otherwise you're going to have to use a lot of two Ps to uh, make sure it doesn't fall over. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'm wondering, I have a sneaking suspicion that the larger pieces are resin, so yeah. you may not yeah. have the weight issue. Well, but, yes, thankfully, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, always it's a whole lot. host of superb sculpts mm-hmm. again. And it's interesting because I was talking to a friend recently about 
periods that don't really get played or mm -hmm. don't see much on the tabletop and the likes of that Mesoamerica sort of period. So you've got your Aztecs, your Incas, the, the Maya culture as well. If you take away the giant snake god or the condor riding um, mm -hmm. sort of faction, you've got a really solid historically accurate yeah. base yeah. to use for, for any sort of game system that you want to, to put it mm -hmm. to, um, which is nice to see because it sort of changes things up and moves us mm -hmm. all away from constantly doing Vikings for yeah. saga. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. branch off to elsewhere. I mean, it's, it's obviously one of those things where like, a lot of people could play those models and put them up against like conquistadors and that kind yeah. of thing. But I like that you can step further back from that mm. and just do that kind of it sort of into South American conflict, Central American conflict, and play out all the things that happen then as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good because you do generally see a lot of miniatures that you think that would really match into a historical setting, but then they've got something mm. like an Apple Watch on, and you're like, okay, never mind, I can't use that. <laughs> but, uh, these ones, you just literally can just take yeah. the fantasy out you know and and use them wherever you need to i'm all for that going in a completely different direction though mm. we're going to be diving into the world of overdrive from mantic mm. yeah since i'm a bit of a mantic nut yeah i thought you'd like to handle this one yeah. <laughs> very decent of you um so this got announced we got teased several months ago with a, a very very short anime-esque trailer um, but then they announced it uh, in their live stream about a week ago that overdrive is coming um so for people who are familiar with the most exciting game in sports entertainment in the galactic co-prosperity sphere that is dreadball uh, <laughs> some of this may look very familiar to them mm -hmm. um so the idea is you have Dreadball was this fantastic game, brought in all the money, uh, and then people started to get a bit tired of it. Um, they like seeing the brutality less, so seeing the skill. So to keep the crowds coming in and keep the sponsorship money going, the people in charge of Dreadball decided that they would come up with a new game where they would get some of the big giant players um, and throw them into an arena to beat the That's tar cool. out of each other in between <laughs> uh, like as a halftime show this then became popular in its own right and so we've now got overdrive um so the way it kind of works is and uh, um, this is going to be very because mm, not a huge amount of detail is out there it's a similar style of pitch to a dread ball arena but you have the three colored sections or scoring sections so you've got your home team and your away team essentially and think of it as musical chairs every rush one of those will light up and you score points by being in it at the end of the rush however your opponents are also big giant things and will attempt to <laughs> knock you out of that space uh, yeah. so that's the very simple it, it plays in like 60 minutes um it's mm -hmm. it's very much a you know beers and pretzel game or a game for picking up with the kids um but they also have designs beyond that so the set itself is going to come with um i think six yeah six players to begin with um but they're also going to be releasing packs down the line called rival packs which will contain two giants who have history with each other um but the interesting thing for me is where they're they're kind of taking this because you don't just have the musical chair style game. There's six different game modes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got like a capture That's the flag, uh, dodge brawl, where they give you a, brawl, <laughs> a ball and you can either be holding it Fair or using enough, it to yeah. smack people down. <laughs> um, there's a hot potato style game 
where it's a bomb's been thrown in and the last person holding the bomb will then have to deal with um the fact that it explodes at the end of the rush so <laughs> the medical know, phase yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's also a couple of like killing streak based games where whenever you kill somebody and you don't really kill them they get knocked out but they go to the side of the arena uh for a couple of turns and then you get a little token saying that you've got the killing streak uh, and then whoever knocks you out gets it so that's constantly passed around so it makes people target so there's a lot of game types within the the basic game which is interesting mm -hmm. they also have a draft mechanic that's the thing that really caught my so, eye. Why? Uh, to begin with, your team is drafted from uh, the initial core set of six, but you've got a team of three that take the pitch, and they've got different sort of um, skills and abilities for the tabletop as well. So you'd come in, you'd draft somebody, and then Ben would take one of his, and then it would come back to me, and I'd get another one. Fine with one set. When you're playing with multiple sets, if you think about it like you're a, a manager, and you've brought the same, maybe you've got another core set, your friend's got a core set. So you've got the same six, that's your roster. If I then come along and take Caradon, because he's a giant shark man oh, in yeah. armor, then <laughs> Amazing. Ben can't take him from his yep. roster. Yeah. Pick so, and bands, man. Pick and bands. <laughs> right, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a couple of other previewed things beyond that, but... Stat-wise, it works off D6, and it uses exploding sixes. So if anybody's played Dreadball, they'll know you roll three dice for a test, and you're looking to beat your your skill. Dice are not modified. You either increase or decrease the amount of dice, and sixes mm -hmm. roll an additional dice. So very easy to get into. Uh, and some of the people have special abilities like long tentacles, so you can use uh, slam attacks from range. So you don't have to get up close to somebody. You can knock them out of their little spot before they score. Uh, other ones have specific long-ranged abilities rather than actually being uh, sort of tied down to having to get up close and nasty with people. Um, mm. So yeah, it'll be be fascinating to see where this goes. Also where it sort of comes in price point wise. Mm. Yeah. Um, because mm. Dreadball itself is not particularly expensive to play the sports game version. They've already got some of these miniatures um, which are plastic. And then a few of the other ones they've previewed, they've said they were going to be resin. So there's there's the guy we're looking for there um so tigrax tigrax i'd like to point out is not the guy in the back tigrax is the beast <laughs> he just happens to have an indige hunter on his back nice. um, my, and i imagine these then will cross fertilize so these can then be used in games of dreadball and, and any giants cool. dreadball should theoretically go back in because they're they're sort of cross-pollinating these the giants for the game are taken from uh, the Dreadball teams. That's where the, the whole thing started. There's also going to be sort of um, league campaign systems as well brought in there. So you can spend time building up abilities and getting sponsorship deals and trying Sounds to make good. your roster of giants the biggest, toughest beasts that you can find and hmm. ruffle stomp everybody around you. I really, I really like how they've used the part of Dreadball that people enjoyed to make another game. It just makes you think what's next. Are we going to have Space A&E for all the accidents that have occurred in this game? What, what's next? I would not be at all surprised. It would make an awful lot of sense. There is a, there's a quite a nice uh, resin Medibot that you can you don't need to buy well i bought it um <laughs> so he so, so he come, he's got one hand as a stretcher essentially just goes in scoops up that's awesome. dead can cast and, and you know hammers them off the pitch so it's all uh it's all good 
Mm. I'd like to see it. Looks very good. I think they said it's coming out September, isn't it, this year? So pre-order mm. is going up in July, so the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh it's going to go straight to retail in September. And nice. if you pre-order it, um, there's going to be a couple of little fist-based turn trackers and score markers. So oh, nice. Dozer's fist and and one of the other mm. main giants. Um if you don't pre-order from your your friendly local game store Mantic, then it'll just be a little cardboard thing in the in the box. But yeah, it's a nice little touch. Um, yeah. Like I said, it'll be fascinating to see where it comes in. Because I think yeah. it, it looks like it's going to be a good introductory game for people, a good sort of, mm. you know, fast paced, easy and accessible game. So it, mm. if they have the right price point, I think they'll they'll hit well with that because it, it very much so get the yeah. family yeah. involved and everybody likes to see giant things smashing stuff. There is, after all, of course, giant yeah. monkey as well. Yeah. I, I want to see that yeah. punching the head <laughs> off a robot. <laughs> so, what have we got for the last news story today? Then there's been a, an upcoming Kickstarter that I've been keeping my eye on, and because there's so much news about it i can't physically contain myself so you are you're going to guess this right it's another week where i talk about animals in a game <laughs> um, but this time is it's not all me. of the yeah. it's not all of the cats this time there's these dogs cats koalas orangutans in animal adventures the far away sea so Team Forge Games are heading back over to Kickstarter after the successful adventures in the first Animal Adventures, Secrets mm-hmm. of the Gullet's Cove. And players are moving off to the land and onto the sea with a newest set of adventures. And dare I say, it's look at these adorable miniatures, guys. <laughs> look how cute they are. Uh, but you're going to be heading off to different islands and players are going to explore different creatures, NPCs, treasure hunting. So I was excited about, exactly, I was excited about the Druid Labrador that was in Secrets of the Gullet Cove. But there are more dogs and cats that are joining the adventure with new classes and there's an unknown class as well that we're let to learn more about with the watcher class i'm really excited for that but just look at them <laughs> thieving cats they're just mm-hmm. incredible and i love how they fit into each class and how they've brought that involved and we've recently just that that's my particular favorite that is my particular it is very a little cool. owl the owl in yeah. the back has just made it for me that's just absolutely made but they've learned recently that there's not just dogs and cats that we're heading out to see because that's what we predominantly had in secrets of the gallic cove um there are some incredible exotic animals joining so jerry mm-hmm. there's another link and I, I really need you to look at the goat <laughs> okie dokie it's just uh in the news yeah you'll find it in your in our running order but um right. i was gonna, I was just gonna say as, as we're doing that the, the cool thing about this stuff for the animal adventures things is that it comes from those folks at painting polygon yes who, who put together that really nice set that as you say that was on kickstarter a couple of years ago now and i love that it had that really nice dean they sort of twinned everything in with D&D 5th. So you can actually use these as not just like companions, but actual player characters in games, which I think is just amazing. They're playable. Uh, So yeah, it's it's really cool seeing them sort of take this to the next level and do something where they go sort of beyond the realm of just cats and dogs living together uh, and instead uh, venturing out. Yeah, a welcome man. If you go all the way down to the bottom, Jerry, there is some, all of the characters that have been announced so far that are playable. I know that orangutan. I really like that orangutan. That orangutan is is. There was a really cool thing about him. They said in like the, the, I think it was the description where it was like, they've always been able to talk. They've just been wise enough not to say anything. And I thought that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. If you keep going down, is that all of them? There's a go in the middle at the bottom yep right this is one that particularly stood out for me so 
not only do you get the goat, but you get a kid as well. Oh, my God. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> I lost it, guys. It was done. So tell me that's not the most adorable kid you've ever seen as a miniature. So he's just got a tiny little goatee and everything. That's really deep. Each yeah. of these animals have their own strengths and weaknesses. So the koala's quite zen and he eats a ton all the time and connects with nature. <laughs> the bunny's a skilled warrior and the goat is stubborn and feared. I uh, really you know, love the, ma- the rabbit monk. Oh, oh the God. rabbit monk is gorgeous, isn't yeah. it? So there's certainly a venture that I'm really looking forward to. So I'm going to be back in this Kickstarter for the main reason that I'm I'm going to be spending a lot of time with my niece. And she's seven and I'm moving back to Ireland and she's such a little creative soul. And I showed her these miniatures via um, video chat. And my goodness, her eyes just lit up when I told her she could help me paint them and yeah, that we could go out adventuring yeah. together. And she is delighted and over the moon. So what's incredibly awesome is that there is a... Uh, a Kickstarter exclusive miniature of a little tiny Kraken coming out as well. And he's got a little pirate <laughs> hat on and he's got knives and it's just adorable. So, uh, if, yeah, mm. if you are looking for a game to get into some RPGs with your kids or even a bit of hobby painting with them, you should get mm. those otter pups to work for sure because Animal Adventures, the far away sea, is heading onto Kickstarter on the 20th of July. So, yeah. I will be definitely be one of the first ones in that's the so cute. Oh, really definitely, yeah. yeah. Adorable. Absolutely. I, I think adorable. it's one of those things where it's really, because obviously, I think it was, not obviously, but a couple of years ago, we saw Wiz Kids do like a really nice um, sort of side thing, because obviously they do all the miniatures for D&D. Uh, Dungeons they, and Doggies. Well, because yeah, Dungeons and Doggies was, I can't remember what that was now. Was that previous it's, to this with Steve? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah it was but there was, but Wiz Kids had done, they set, I think it was called like Wildlings or something like that, and it was kid adventurers. So it was fighters, wizards, and all that kind of thing, but done as kid miniatures so that you'd have something a little bit more to relate to when you were playing the game as you were a little bit younger. Yeah. This kind of fills that same niche, I think, which is really nice, where it's like, instead of you paying a big burly paladin or barbarian or something, this is you as an adventurer, or you, or your your dog, your pet is now an adventurer, yep. which I think is really cool. So yeah, yep. very awesome. That the bards. But if you if you did want to look at um Animal Adventures now, the Secrets of the Gallic Cove is actually out. So it's like little stuff. Get to take yeah. on yeah, you get to take on the Rat King in that one. So it's got the villains and his minions. So be sure to take a gander. But just look yeah. at that Aussie druid. Like look at him. That's that's that, that's what I get. Just I, hope, I, I also like that it's anthropomorphic, but in a different way to normal. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you've got the Burrows and Badgers style of miniature, got to mention it, Yeah, uh, where, you know, they're actually bipedal and they walk around and that kind of thing. And then you've got this where they're on four legs, wandering around like that, but they have all the accoutrement of their heroes and stuff, which I think is really cool. It's a nice little twist on the, the format. Um, very Saturday morning cartoon, I think. For sure. So, yeah. A Westie fighter, oh, my God. I know. Oh. I know. Every I'm, time you look at a new character, yeah. you're just going to be like, yeah. oh. It's a- <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> Westie like- isn't the berserker. Very much so. all the time. <laughs> definitely want to look out for them, folks. That's from Steamforge Games, then. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, campaign starting later on in July. Mm-hmm. That was a wholesome host of news. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick swish, and when we come back, we'll be diving into some 3D printing and Kickstarters. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back and we're going to be taking a look at some 3D printing because, Ben, mm. 3D printing is the shiz. 
but yes, uh, so we're going to be looking at some awesome stuff from Patreon for this month, the month of July. We are back looking at what Warplock miniatures have been up to, Mr. Alex Huntley. Um, as always, these are STL files that you can download at home by subscribing to their Patreon. You get this big bundle of stuff, as you can see here, as well as some awesome stuff from their welcome packs and other bits and pieces as well. Uh, the most recent addition for this month is the Star Elven Host, which sounds very posh. Mm. And also more, I say more, 10 mil scale beast folk clan uh, nice. creatures for you to use in your armies as well. So on the one side, you've got the additions of some more miniatures for you to use in your sort of warband style games. Um, so if you're diving into a lot of skirmishy stuff, they've done stuff in the past for goblins and dwarves and all sorts of different things. They've done like fey folk and woodland realms uh, additions. This is the Star Elven Host, which will be stepping in, looking very proud and very mighty. Um, this isn't particularly tied. In fact, it's not tied to Arkworld in any way, but this is sort of like their own kind of world that they're building again, I guess, what's thinking really Pretty cool. Um, so all of this stuff has obviously the same style and aesthetic to it. So you've got the ogres and stuff we've seen in the past, but obviously now we're looking at sort of like that kind of high elf aesthetic, which I think is really neat. Um, in addition to that, you've got the beast folk clan, as you can see here. Um, last time around, they did kind of like your rank and file stuff. So you had your sort of like spearmen, bowmen, that kind of thing. Now they've stepped up and they've done some additional stuff for some sort of big monsters and all sorts of different things as well, which is really nice. Um, one of the cool things they do when it comes to these 10 mil stuff, especially for the big rank and file pieces, is that they will do them with files that are on strips or individually based, right. depending on exactly how you want to approach your 10 mil war games. Uh, so if you want to make skirmishing units or if you want to make proper big rank and flank units, you can do that as well. Um, and there are some previews of uh, how some of the um, the elves have turned out, looking very nice indeed. Um, I think the, I think Warplock have been doing this for about a year now, probably a little bit longer. Uh, it certainly started during yeah. lockdown. So they've definitely got their eye in, yeah. as I say, when it comes to doing 3D printing stuff. And as 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 is the case with a lot of these patrons, uh, there is a big community behind them as well, um, sort of helping out everyone who's maybe just getting started in 3D printing, which I think is really nice. Um, and one of the nice things about these beast, uh, the beast folks you can see here, is a lot of them are actually based on sculpts that he's used previously for things like Arkworld. Um, so you'll see some similar DNA uh, in kind of like the facial makeup and some of the different creature designs that you get in this. And, and who could say no to a little tiny, I'm going to say, squirrely ratty creature i mean final decision jerry is that a squirrel <laughs> or is it like a lizard i, no, I just, no, i'm pretty sure it's got a little yeah. muzzle at the oh, it has a muscle yeah, yeah. A i can't stop looking at the snail the snail on yeah. top of the, it's the, the snail yeah. yeah but no really awesome stuff there from the folks at uh warplock miniatures uh doing fantastic stuff and they they do some really nice previews of sort of ahead of release of a lot of these things and you can often go and sort of like follow along and, and see them sculpting all this oh so, cool uh, huntley normally sits down to do some like live streams and stuff which is really nice um so if you are a backer you're able to go check those out and, and and see what you think of them maybe add in some additional bits and pieces here and there they also do some nice collaborations with other companies as well so they've done stuff for one page rules and stuff in the past mm. as well which is cool so um yeah a very nice um and this isn't this sounds weird but generic i'd say uh yeah. um sort of ah system agnostic there you go it's a system agnostic force for you to use across whatever fantasy game takes your fancy so maybe if you are playing something like age of fantasy for one page rules these would be perfect for that and their skirmish version yeah. so yeah very cool yeah 
they look absolutely terrific and like you say they they'll go into any game without standing out so mm-hmm. whether you're playing saga or or lords of erwan or yeah. oathmark um they'll do oh, yeah, across the board for all of them yeah. nice to see more 10 mil stuff mm-hmm. as well because um, yeah. obviously 10 mils yeah 10 mils great i think she must be a mouse because the people below look to have mouse ears yes ah uh, yes uh, yeah there's some um, rabbits and some some frogs. frogs in there as well which is nice mm-hmm. so yeah but i know there was there was some pushback from people going i didn't join this for 10 mil stuff because the the internet is a terrible place full of the worst people. You get people. the choice now. Yeah. You can. You so, can print them whatever size you would like. Well, that's true. So. You just go ahead and print them in 28 mil. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, jog on, as they say in France. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah. Stuff, I, even I, having the big trolls would be great. And they'd be excellent for Warmaster or uh, Fantasy, Fantasy, Fantastic Battles, sorry, by mm. a regular. Well, that, that's the thing I think that's really nice about this. Because I think over the last couple of months, there's been this almost resurgence in people's love for that kind of scale of wargaming, especially within mm-hmm. fantasy and war mastery style games. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think they started off doing with the halflings, which they kind of yeah. made smaller, even smaller, smaller uh, to play in 10 mil games. So it makes sense. <laughs> Quarterlings. <laughs> Thirdlings. Um, I thought we'd get away with yeah. that. Apparently, Free's stepping up on that. Sorry. Uh, I know what you mean. So, yeah, it's yeah, nice to see them doing stuff like that. Too. There's a lot yeah. of people sort of being attracted back to 10 mil again. Um, I know I am. So, so yeah. well, that should be. There's still, there's still a seventy-pound ten mil dwarven army sitting out there that I keep hovering over. It's in my bookmarks, but I've well, said no. I'm saying nothing, but I think Nick from Irregular uh, Wars is going to come in and, and run through a game or two of uh, Fantastic Battles in ten mil. Very with cool. me At some point, so then at that point, your your will will crumble. Yeah, so will do. Fantastic and that's and when gonna, it no longer becomes a bookmark and it becomes a reality. Very much so. Yeah. And then I'm going to buy a wood elf army for my friend who likes wood elves. <laughs> and then I'm going to buy an ogre army for my friend who likes ogres. And then they have no excuse then, not to then, play me. So. Exactly. That is very true. Well, there you go. Uh, short but sweet, <laughs> shall we say. Very much so, yeah. Uh, 3D print this week, but it's always nice to see what the guys at Block are doing. And uh, yeah, it's nice to, see, yeah. nice to see something beyond Block as well. So, you know, not not tied to it you can get involved with that patron even if you don't actually play arc um, world yeah arc world so yeah. yeah terrific stuff did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won if you see your username fill out the form to claim your prize all prizes must be claimed within 30 days shall we round out the show with a couple of kickstarters we shall yes it's yeah. very decent of us, I feel. Very <laughs> decent. Um, well, we kicked the show off with this one in a way, so we may as well revisit it. And that is the Wild Ascent from Lizzie Squire Games. Mm. So technically not Kickstarter because this is on the exciting and new GameFound mm-hmm. crowdfunding side. Um, but... As you can see here, I've already been scrolling, so you have to bear with me. <laughs> they, they are, uh, I, I want to say, four days in now, and they've already hit 600,000, so they're well-funded. Um, Very much so. If you haven't seen the videos, definitely go and see the videos, because yeah. you have a chance to win uh, one of those three prizes. So there are two pledges available and a core set. But they've yep. been absolutely hammering through here. This is you, your heroes, seekers, or sense, as they're called, depending whether you're playing the hunt game or if you're playing in the arena battles. Um, 
but then you also have a variety of oh. mythical creatures. Uh, and this is just the core set, because I know this because I painted most of them. <laughs> um, but the, the wild creatures are particularly good um, because it's such a, a unique host of things. I mean, even, yeah. even the four-winged griffin is That's not lunch. something you would ordinarily see. No. Um, I mean, yes, a phoenix is a phoenix is a phoenix, but a four-winged griffin is a four-winged griffin. Uh, oh, yeah. wild, the wildflower, the, the man-eating plant, or I suppose I should say humanoid-eating plant, because there are not many men in uh, wild center. <laughs> Elves, dwarves, and cat people, but uh, humans have been yeah. probably wiped out by those wildflowers. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. No defense mechanisms whatsoever. No, no, <laughs> That's an impressive unicorn, isn't it? Oh, the unicorn, beautiful! Wow, in a box behind me at the moment. It's not painted. I, 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 I love that. I love that they've made it so that the unicorn actually looks like it could kick your ass. Because oh yeah. Why, why put a, a a horn on a monster if it's not for stabbing things? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but the, apart from the standard, we'll say um, miniatures from the the corsets, there's a whole host of expansions already unlocked with what well, presumably is more to come. Uh, so that's the core set. And then after that, we're getting into some of the more extravagant things from other places. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to give every motion seconds by scrolling down a bit further here. <laughs> because um, they'd done, uh, the core box was Wild Ascent, and then they'd done Shadows, Shadow of the yeah. Silver Silvestrem, which Fel is the yes, additional uh, one. The so, unpronounceable yeah. one, which is yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, so they, these are essentially, this is a reprint for people who missed the, the Kickstarter mm -hmm. when the it Kickstarter, ran yep. back in 2018. Um, but they're going much, much further beyond both of these um, with Gorgeous. the Love on Rising sort of setup. And I mean, these in and of themselves are quite interesting because it adds sort of group maneuvers to the arena. Oh, um, cool. So you have multiple soldiers. And when you draw a card, you don't just necessarily get one of a particular type coming in. They come in in squads sometimes. That's nice. Really yeah. batter the living heck out of you. They're so <laughs> um, incredibly detailed, these miniatures. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you enjoyed painting them, Jerry? I, I really enjoyed painting the, uh, the corset. I didn't have a huge amount of time to spend on it. So it was less than a week. But less yeah. than a week got got 50 miniatures painted so wow um, so wow. They, wow. they paint very very quickly um mm. and if you're not a big painter contrast or dry brush is your friend oh yeah, just, yeah you can just go from yeah. there oh so, yeah things like the fire lord mm. um which is a like a, a lava elemental centaur minotaur <gasps> uh you know it's it it's not your average typical fantasy troops. No. Uh, although you may see some of your average fantasy troops in there. Yeah. Um, the one of the things uh, I want to talk about with the when it comes to the miniatures mm -hmm. uh, is that they said they're not doing them as unicast stuff that they did previous to this, but they are doing them in a PVC material. Now, mm. I know when someone mentions PVC, sometimes people go, what? No, not PVC. But they, we've, we actually showed off some of the previews of these, and I think they have them further on down below in the miniature yeah. section here as well, which we'll see later. But they're actually using um, that, that some really nice techniques on, on what they've done for Storm Sunder recently, yeah. and they still look as detailed as a lot of the renders you're seeing here. So it's one of those things where, like, if you're worried about the quality of the sculpts, they've already tried it out with Storm Sunder, which are equally as detailed miniatures as you see here, nice. and they and they look very nice. So uh, it's it's, it's uh, yeah, well worth I, jumping in. I got to so. look at a preview pack for Storm Sunder. Ooh, start of the year. Last yes, year. everything yeah, blows. Was, yeah. You can't tell anymore. Yeah, um, <laughs> but the the 
actual work that was done on the PVC sculpts was magnificent. Um, that and they're very, very robust as well. Um, so it'll be fascinating to see. That's why some of these are changing slightly. So the ones I painted up, because they were sculpted for Unicast, mm -hmm. um, they were restricted in the way they are produced. However, the PVC casting technique allows them to actually do slightly more dynamic sculpts uh, and have undercuts in different places. So they're not quite as flat as the other ones were. They had to more or less do it on a 2D plane before. Um, Whereas now they can go that dragon. Oh my god! Oh no! Yeah, the the infernal dragon. No. How big is like, that? Bigly, they say I don't, XL. I know, I know they've got well, pictures of like yeah. a, like a, a who's who lineup somewhere. Mm -hmm. he, I don't even think fits on it. Because the, the two headed dragon is about yeah. twelve to fifteen centimeters tall, and he's bigger than that. Mm. But they still have to be able to fit on the game board, which is <laughs> one inch square. Dragon. So. Yeah. Because the, the actual sort of figures themselves coming from sort of like 35 yeah. up to just about 40 for some of the big ones, obviously that means they've got slightly more dynamic like poses and stuff. So that's where that a lot of that size comes in. But then obviously the monsters have to be monstrous. So, you know, they're yeah. slightly bigger than that. And then you've got the big ones yeah. as well. So, yeah. To, to a certain degree. I mean, it is a board game. Not a, a not a miniatures game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so things are representative more than comparative. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. a, a, but it still gives you an idea about the size of things. If mm -hmm. something is going to be taking up multiple squares, it gives you a, a fairly good clue as to how they'll behave. Um, some little twig monsters almost ruffle stumped <laughs> me uh, in in double quick time and they barely came up to your knee so <laughs> I, I, you know adding in some sort Uncle of Biden. terrible terrible thing yeah um, gonna feel that yeah you, you'll feel it in the morning yeah but uh, yeah it's fascinating the, that they've gone this way because the um the initial game plays out you've got a campaign and you've also got survival mode where you can just pick it up and play it whenever you want uh but this campaign pack brings in a branching scenario uh so a storybook style it's not as heavy as storm sunder which really really took that to extreme so there's a good idea for the size of that dragon in uh, comparison yeah. to the others quite the beast huge um but yeah the, the idea that when you're playing through the the story driven campaign from love on it will play out in different ways depending on the choices you make and perhaps things that would happen later on will not happen if you make the not the wrong choice but a very you know specific choice yeah. um because when you're playing you're building your encampment you're hiring workers you're finding new scents or seekers that are coming in that are available to you so if you do something that perhaps wrecks the temple of vil in your encampment or gets rid of the priestess then you're not going to be as as good off the bat for healing when it comes yeah. in later on as someone said it um it was i think it was ah this looks like a much more family friendly uh king, king death, death. Yeah. <laughs> which i think is a fairly apt comparison i think yeah so. yeah I mean, and it's strange because this the wild ascent part the the campaign in the jungle almost came as a, a throwaway comment that uh, robert was saying he'd written the arena game and the idea that monsters and stuff can come into the arena and um and beat up your various people and then they get murdered and then you've got to replace these monsters so where do these monsters come from that you're constantly mm -hmm. throwing in the arena to kill people mm -hmm. uh, and from that question 
the whole other PvE campaign mode came, which is all about Seekers going out into the wilds and attempting to capture, um, not kill, specifically capture monsters for the arena. That's the story behind it. Um, mm -hmm. And it sort of has come through and, and played out in a, uh, a very, very interesting way. Indeed. There we go. So there's, you can see some of the scale wise. Wow. So our standard seeker there is <clears throat> 35 to 40 mil and yep. then going up. So yeah. the big spider weighing in at what, 120 there? Yep. Yeah. You know, that's going to be take up some space. And this that's is, one uh, of the production. Yeah. So that's yeah. Alexander. He's one of the vampires from Storm Sunder. And uh, as you can see, the level of detail on a PVC. Mm -hmm. essentially one piece of stupidly good is <laughs> incredible yeah. uh, and there's a, a filthy angel he kind of everything <laughs> don't Absolutely. worry there's there's at least one of those has been turned into a vampire mm. and how Geraldes has been given the opportunity to paint some of these up so mm -hmm. that's from the uh silver stem second box there was the first expansion but yeah they've been doing spectacularly well um it may slash may not go to retail uh, depending on how things pan out, and it might go to retail in some areas or regions of the world, and not in others, simply because of distribution. So, right, yeah. If you are interested in it, this is probably the best way to go. Although, mm. obviously, they are hoping that they will get to retail. Uh, I wonder if I can just do that. Yes, back up to the top. There we go. <laughs> so, as we're tearing through here, there's just under a week left, and they're currently. 620,000 over their goal. Amazing. So that's quite good. Yeah. I would have to say. <laughs> and once again, if you want to try and win a pledge, yep. go and look at the videos we've done. Yes. There's a host of them over this past week, and you can jump right into any of those and comment and uh, tell Justin what he did wrong. <laughs> how we could have won that. If you're in doubt, it's any of the videos that have hashtag Wild Ascent that's Week one. OTT on them. So there you go. So. Superb. Very cool stuff. Moving away from the fantastical, mm -hmm. we're going to be taking a look at the historical, Ooh. which is uh, from Phalanx Games and its mm. coalitions. Mm. Uh, so this is, I have to say, a very different style of um, tabletop warfare. Mm -hmm. Infinity always tags itself as it's always your turn. You always have something to do. And the way coalitions work is likewise, you always have something to do in this because there's a essentially a rotating mechanism. Right. And every nation starts in a different position on the wheel. Mm -hmm. So a full turn is a full rotation of the wheel. But while Prussia is moving, England is raising troops. Right. Russia might be recruiting more men. That's cool. Um, somebody else may be drawing cards or playing cards, and this is this is the wheel mechanic here. Oh. So you're never not doing something. That's right. cool. Obviously, the only person who's going to be getting involved in fighting will be whoever's moving during that step. Uh -huh. So they, yeah. they, because in a risk-like way, when you move into a territory that's occupied, then you fight the combat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but... The, the big draw, the big sort of, uh, well, the whole reason it's called coalitions is when you start the game, when the Great Britain and the Empire are at the top of the, the wheel, you get to choose to be in coalitions. Um, potentially not the right word to choose. You can make your intentions known to join a coalition, and the right. coalition will either be a French or 
a British coalition, mm -hmm. or you can remain neutral uh, or expansionist on your own behalf. Britain and France are always there. They never get to choose. But the other, the other people can blind bid, essentially, to join your coalition. And then okay. It's all revealed simultaneously. Yeah. And at that point, the leaders of the coalitions will then go, you know what? No, I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> or, <Why? laughs> or yes, you can come in and they can pull other people in from other factions um, without recourse. Because when you go to move, you have to ask for permission. And asking for permission grants influence to the, the nation that you ask. Right. So if France wants to move, they have to go, Prussia, do you mind if I move? And Prussia, oh, no, not at all. And then we'll gain some influence on the board. Mm -hmm. You can never ask people in your coalition to move. Uh -huh. So you can't pull everybody in. Mm -hmm. Because then the only person you've got to ask is going to be, you know, your opponent, and your opponent gaining the influence is used for the, the sort of the drafting mechanics and the combat mechanics. So by giving them more influence, then they're able to do more more often, mm -hmm. and it can be detrimental to you. So you need to weigh up the size of your coalition, um, but also at the same time, it's not a cooperative game. There is only one winner. Because there's a big tracker running all the way around the board, yeah, going up to forty, and the first of forty wins, right? And you start yeah. at different positions on that tracker uh, as well. So, okay. spending really... all your time just jumping in and going, "Oh yeah, no, I'm going to help Britain. I'm going to help Britain. I'm going to help Britain." And then you go, "Hang on a minute, I'm on twenty still, and Britain's on thirty-five. <laughs> I'm going to be the biggest. Stop helping team. Britain. <laughs> They've had enough help. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's a, a big, big draw. There's I mean, also uh, a sort of a side game that I think is being funded with it as well. Sorry it's for... quite, it's quite interesting to see that they, this is for one to four players that you can go about this solo as well. That's that is really fascinating. Nice. I, yeah, I have been told there's an AI deck working, nice. being worked on for the solo mode, but you will never get the same experience that you will with the backstabbery. Yeah, um, <laughs> between the the various. Uh, methods of of getting involved and and it's great because you're sitting for a turn and for a turn you are involved with one of the major correlations or you can you can choose to go neutral allow mm. you to uh, rest you can't move into anybody's territory um but it, nobody can come into you you can't you can't attack a neutral neighbor there's no backstabbery in it however you may choose to be just uh, a part of an expansionist empire on your own mm -hmm. um so like Yarrow did in our game, he decided to play the uh, Ottoman Turks. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't decide. I decided for him. And I thought, <laughs> put him at the bottom of the map. It's a weak position. He's not going to be able to hurt us here. Uh, how wrong we were. <laughs> uh, because when we all expected him to go, you know, join a coalition, he just went, no, I'm neutral. And would build up his forces and then suddenly went expansionist and just went into everybody, <laughs> not caring about uh, what people were up to. Mm -hmm. So the the basic core pledge will be filled with cardboard tokens and, and maples. Yep. Oh. There are deluxe sets in here that contain little sort of miniatures and, and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. So replacing some of the maples with busts of Napoleon <clears throat> or Wellington mm -hmm. or uh, Zarinas and the like. Um, the thing that I quite like about what they've put together here is it gives you the elements of a grand strategy game, hmm. but without the downtime of a grand strategy game because there are so many times where you play games to this scale where you're like okay fred's taking his turn i'll be i'll be back in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh whereas this actually i like that 
sort of I guess it's or say it's almost a little bit like a rondelle really that wheel going yeah, around where it's exactly, like yeah. Yeah, yeah so you're now doing cards you're moving and then that moves and that that sort of cyclical cyclical nature of it I think is really really fun because it means that you have to plan ahead still because mm-hmm. you've got to be like what are they going to yeah. do when it comes around to their turn? I need to make sure that whatever I do when I'm like drawing cards or you know, mustering forces or whatever is an, is in anticipation of that. Mm-hmm. And because you can always see that wheel moving around and where they're going to end up next, it's not one of those things where you're sort of almost second guessing it. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to move? Whatever. You're always going to see what's hap- what's what's coming up, which I think is really nice. Um, and I think that sort of expansion or the expansion they've added into the the Kickstarter sort of takes it back in time, I think a little bit further um, yeah. from before the time of Napoleon, I think, isn't it? And sort of like right. sets up Europe. It's with all the, the big royal houses. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're interesting fighting. Which is yeah. neat. Aww. So yeah, very cool. Um, no, it's a, it's a terrific, terrific book. I know they have talked about the expansions and likes that they wanted to do, um, which changes the position of people that what they start with on the board because to see the different know, times, to see the different yeah. time period. So Prussia may be in ascendancy in seventeen fifty six, whereas slightly further behind during the yeah. time of Napoleon. So they, it mixes and matches things like that. You're not always set with the we're going to be playing the same style of game. Yeah, they did that in the Game of Thrones board game uh, from FFG, which I think was a really neat little thing they did, where it was like depending on the the book that you chose to play that determined the starting uh, locations and who was in control of different areas. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that they've done something similar with that, obviously tying it into the historical periods and stuff, which is really nice. Um, with a nice, uh, a decent level of abstraction, I think is really cool. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah, there, there's so much going on. I honestly couldn't explain it all unless we sat here for another half hour, but then <laughs> we, have a, we have a let's play. Good job we've got where, the let's play. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> go and have a watch of that uh, and it will give people a really good idea of, of, of what's mm-hmm. going on. We talk a bit about the, with the game creator at the start about some of the, the mechanics and, and what he's put in there. Um, but it's already funded and hopefully it will um, hit all of the stretch goals that they've envisaged because mm-hmm. it's, it's a really compelling game uh, and I know that there were some sort of directions they want to take within the the actual Kickstarter itself, depending on how funding goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the addition of the action cards that are also used for combat mechanics, they want to put in like event cards in there as well. And I know they've nice. unlocked a lot of those already, but it'll mean when certain events pop up, then you've got the option to attack Egypt if you're Napoleon, for example, whereas currently... Um, in the in the base game that we played, he didn't have access to the sea lanes there. He couldn't mm. get to Egypt without going overland. So um, there's there's lots of, of bits and pieces in there to build upon what is already a very yeah. compelling core game um, into just something much much grander. And they've been doing fantastically well so far. So hopefully there's more to come over the uh, the next what's 12 days 12 days Not so long. Yeah, days left. coalitions from phalanx very cool checking out and i think that wraps us up for this week folks. i think it does yeah. yeah it's always a pleasure to spend the start of my weekend with you ben and free very much so and we're going to leave it for the community to tell us what you think uh, of the things that we've been showing off this week especially degenesis oh my god <laughs> 
I've what an RPG. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so smitten with this. Yeah. It's not even funny. And in fact, um, if you go over to their YouTube channel, they've probably just finished doing a live stream if you're <gasps> at this time. So uh, you can then sit back and, and have a look. They're planning on doing a lot more of those in future, including some uh, drawing ones where Ricardo and Marco and some of the artists will get involved. So comment on the Wild Ascent videos if you want mm -hmm. to win the prizes. And until Sunday, when we'll be back with the XLBS for our Cult of Games members, we're going to say cheerio. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.